Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 1040 of the Juicebox Podcast. This is Elizabeth. She's had type 1 diabetes since she was 18 months old. And she has a number of other things. Like, she's got this interesting... I don't want to tell you. You know what? I hate doing this. This is such a good story. I'm not going to tell you anything. You just... You have to listen. As a matter of fact, the the title of the episode will not make sense through the entire thing. You have to listen to, like, an outtake at the end to find out why the episode's called this. And you still might not figure it out. I don't know what kind of a detective you are. Anyway, while you're listening, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. Real quick, 40% off your entire order at CozyEarth.com with the offer code Juicebox. Free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first order at DrinkAG1.com forward slash Juicebox. And you get 10% off when you use my link, BetterHelp.com dot com forward slash juice box that 10% is off the first month. Don't forget the diabetes pro tip series has been remastered. It goes from episode 1000 to 1026 and there's a contour ad in them and there's really something special going on in that ad. You should check it out. If you or a loved one has been diagnosed with type one diabetes, the bold beginnings series from the juice box podcast is a terrific place to begin listening. In this series, Jenny Smith and I will go over the questions most often asked at the beginning of Type 1. Jenny is a certified diabetes care and education specialist who is also a registered and licensed dietitian, and Jenny has had Type 1 diabetes for 35 years. My name is Scott Benner, and I am the father of a child who has Type 1 diabetes. Our daughter Arden was diagnosed in 2006 at the age of 2. I believe that at the core of diabetes management, understanding how insulin works and how food and other variables impact your system is of the utmost importance. The Bold Beginning series will lead you down the path of understanding. The series is made up of 24 episodes, and it begins at episode 698 in your podcast or audio player. I'll list those episodes at the end of this. To listen, you can go to juiceboxpodcast.com, go up to the menu at the top, and choose Bold Beginnings, or go into any audio app, like Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and then find the episodes that correspond with the series. Those lists, again, are at Juicebox Podcast up in the menu, or if you're in the private Facebook group, in the Featured tab. The private Facebook group has over 40,000 members. There are conversations happening right now and 24 hours a day that you would be incredibly interested in. So don't wait. So don't wait. Check out the Bold Beginnings series today and get started on your journey. Episode 698 defines the Bold Beginnings series. 702, honeymooning. 706, adult diagnosis. 711 and 712 go over diabetes terminologies. In episode 715, we talk about fear of insulin. In 719, the 1515 rule. Episode 723, long-acting insulin. 727, target range. 731, food choices. 735, pre-bolus. 739, carbs. 743, stacking. 747, flexibility. In episode 751, we discuss school. In episode 755, exercise. 759, guilt, fears, hope, and expectations. In episode 763 of the Bold Beginning series, we talk about community. 772, journaling. 776, technology and medical supplies. Episode 780, treating low blood glucose. Episode 784, dealing with insurance. 788, talking to your family. And episode 805, illness and ketone management. Check it out. It will change your life. My name's... Elizabeth. I am a type 1 diabetic who has familial hypercholesterolemia as well. Let's start off right out of the gate. We're going to talk about that. Trying to make me look stuff up on the internet. Hold on a second. It, I can spell it for you if you'd like. Well, don't let me take a shot first. 
Okay, okay. Familial, I know. Oh, watch this. It's one word, too. Hypercholesterolomia or whatever. Familia. Hypercholesterolemia. Mm -hmm. Okay. Familial, then that word you said, is a genetic disorder that affects about 1 in 250 people and increases the likelihood of having coronary heart disease at a younger age. Oh, thrilling. Must have been a fun day. Uh, oh, it was great. How old are you now? I am 36 now. When were you diagnosed with type 1? Uh, when I was 18 months old. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning. Yep. Yep. And what? I, what? And I, oh, go ahead. God, no, you have something you want to say. I'm sorry. Okay. No, no, no. I just, um, I feel super grateful that I don't know life without it. I've just always, this is life. Can you go into why that makes you feel grateful? Yes. Yes. So I hear from you know, people I know, students of mine who talk about how they have this child who's eight years old and was just diagnosed. I don't know that. I don't know my world being turned upside down. Mm-hmm. I, it's always been this way. Right. I've always had to pay attention to carbs. I've always had to, you know, be on a sliding scale and think, okay, my blood sugar is this, so I need to take this much insulin. I just ate this many carbohydrates, so I need to take this much insulin. I was never a kid who just was able to eat and do whatever I wanted. And then all of a sudden, my world was turned upside down. Mm-hmm. And I'm super grateful for that. So this this feeling of, of feeling grateful is from watching other people who got to know a life without diabetes before. Correct. Okay. And do you feel like, what does it, do you see their experience and think I'm very glad not to have that experience? Yeah. 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 I'm very glad to not know the before. Mm -hmm. And what if I made the argument to you? Like, what if you just got it this year and you would have had 35 years without it? Would you have been okay with that? Is it because you were diagnosed as a child that you imagine that in your scenario you would also be diagnosed as a child, but more like an eight-year-old or a ten-year-old? Yeah. Yeah. So, you, you so see, do you see my point? Like, what if you got it when you were fifty? Do you think you'd still say, "I'm, I'm, I wish I would have got it when I was eighteen months old"? Well, if I got it when I was fifty, it'd be type two, and so it'd be. No, well, I don't mean to inter- interrupt you, but I have. A countless number of adults who've gotten type one diabetes at every like literally every age up until like really 70 years old, like 65, 50, 45. It could happen to anybody at any time. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. That's it's I'm I'm glad to be the one to tell you actually, because it's um it's been very enlightening to to have those conversations. Like I don't, I mean, I don't have the yeah. exact numbers, but there's part of me that wishes I would have made a, a list from one to a hundred and put a check mark next to each every and everybody's name, mm-hmm. you know, as they came along. But yeah, no, I've, I've spoken to somebody in every, wow. you know, in every generation of their life. So anyway, but so, okay. So then that's why you were having trouble answering my question. Cause you didn't think that was a, a thing. Yeah, no, I had no idea. I had no idea. My, again, my, like my whole life, I've had like this thought, this thought of, oh, I'm super grateful that I got it when I was 18 months old. I hear these super sad stories about these young kids who have this great life. And then all of a sudden, type 1 diabetes just turns everything upside down. I can't even imagine being 50 years old. And then knowing, and all knowing a whole life about it, right? You see, oh. I, fri- I fried your mind early on in the episode. And and you've kind of fried mine because it just occurred to me, you're only 36 years old, but you've had diabetes for 36 years. So you you have like an mm-hmm. old perspective of type 1 in a younger mm-hmm. person's <laughs> yeah. experience. It's interesting. because So if you were diagnosed around 80, am I right, about 87 87, correct. Okay. And so you were right at the time where your parents would have been giving you regular and MPH, right? Exactly. You got it. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. That's what I grew up taking. How long? How long did you do that for? Uh, how long did I like take 
just take shots or regular and MPH? Regular MPH. Like, I'm assuming you use a faster acting insulin now, but how long until mm-hmm. until that happened? Oh, gosh, good question. I think I started taking Humalog. I'm, I'm, was it around the pump? Did you get a pump and it happened? or mm, no? no, no, I started taking Humalog, I'd say like when I was like 15, probably. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I think I was late to the party. Yeah, that's two, is that 2002? Mm-hmm. Oh, I did that with my um, fingers. Um, I added 87 and 15 together. I got 2002. That is later, isn't mm-hmm. it? So so was it a situation? Well, first of all, you might not know because you were a kid. But uh, I guess let me ask this first. Were your parents managing your diabetes your whole life? Or was it a thing that fell to you? And if so, when? So it fell mostly to me. Yeah. So when I was young, I was primarily with my dad. Okay. But with my dad and him actually being around are two different things. I see. You lived at the same address. Correct. (laughs) Yes. Uh Uh-huh. I had two siblings. Well, no, nah, let's be honest. I had one sibling who helped me with my diabetes the majority of the time. Mm-hmm. And and I'll, I'll say his name. My brother, Wade. Yeah. He helped me test my blood sugar. He helped me take my insulin. So my brother, Wade, helped me a lot. Nice. Um, yeah. When I was 15, I went to live with my mom. Okay. And my mom basically was like, what the hell? Uh-uh. No. It's, it's, we're in the 2000s now. We're not using this. Let's go see an endocrinologist and get with the times. Can I ask a question? Sure. Did you not have a lot of contact with your mom for the first 15 years? No, I had a lot. I say no. Damn it, Elizabeth, stop that. Yes, I did. I did. I had a good amount of contact with my mom. But she didn't feel like making input about the diabetes until you lived with her. So she tried. As far as I know, she tried to make input about the diabetes. Mm-hmm. Do you have Do you have another podcast about like putting the fun in dysfunctional? Let's <laughs> talk about family <laughs> drama. I got it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was just trying to discern if, like, she, you know, just kind of the way you put it made me feel like it was, like, something she noticed for the first time. But it was something she had sway over for the first time. Correct. Gotcha. Yes. And then I have one last difficult question. Oh, I. Are, we, are we okay with that? Nothing's, nothing's that difficult. Go for it. How do you end up with your dad having custody in the, in that time like it's mm-hmm. yeah what what right like, yeah like uh, uh, my point is a lady has to try not to get custody of their kids so how did that happen yeah i right <laughs> yeah okay you're, you're not sure you don't want to say it doesn't matter to me but is there is, i know yeah so honestly i truly believe truly believe that that my dad like paid people off and and like that oh okay so that's not what that's not what i expected you to say but okay um because like because you it's interesting like you suggest you suggest that your dad's not around very much and that you're kind of raising yourself along with your siblings but yet somebody thought he was the better choice for you to live with that that's the part that confused me yeah yeah i know i know Mm -hmm. um so when I was older, I I got the court documentation. My mom gave it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was able to read through it. And still to this day, it does not make sense to me how he got custody of me. It doesn't. Okay. I've read through so much and I'm like, what? How did this happen? It's hard to figure out. Okay. Well, so yeah. something we're not going to understand. That That's fine. So, oh, yeah. okay. So I'm sorry. I waylaid us no, there. No, you're but, fine. But you're 15. You're with your mom now. And she's like, hey, Finally. this is this is not how people do this. Let's make a change. Uh-huh. What? And then yep. what did you do? What was that change that happened? 
I, I started taking Humalog and, um, I was, I was still taking NPH, but I started taking something called, gosh, what was it called? Lent, Lent, Lenti? Um, it was just at night. Mm-hmm. L-E-N-T-E. I'm pretty sure that's how it was spelled. That's how people say it when I hear them say it too. Lenti. Yeah. How is it supposed to be said? No, I think that's right. Mm-hmm. I think you got okay. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I did that. I can, you know, took that, those insulins, um, until I was, let's see, when did I start pump therapy? Well, it was the same year that my mom died. So it was 2006. Oh. 2006 is when I started pump therapy. Holy shit, Elizabeth. You were only with your mom four years before she passed away? Yeah. Oh, my God. Are you on here to yeah. bum me? Are you trying to bum me out? No, <laughs> no I'm not. I, I promise I'm not. No, no, no. So how... Oh, God. So you're 19. Your mom passes. Unexpectedly or expectedly? Well, I was I was twenty. Twenty. Okay, sorry. Um, yeah, barely twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, when she passed away, yeah. Sorry, what was your question? Was it I, expected or unexpected? Um, a little bit of both. So she died from cirrhosis of the liver. Mm-hmm. She, as far as we knew, had been sober for two years, and at some point she secretly began drinking again. Mm-hmm. Gosh, you know, alcoholics, they, they hide it very well. Right. And so, yeah, that day I lived 10 minutes from my mom, left me a voicemail. She had come down and put a post-it note on my front door and she wanted um, my husband at the time and I to come up and um, have dinner with her. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, I return her call. I'm calling her back. I'm I'm calling the house. I'm calling the camp phone because she was um she was the like groundskeeper at a kids camp. Okay, actually a kids camp where I went to diabetes camp as a kid. Mm-hmm. Dude, I just knew. I knew. I'm like, okay. When she didn't she, answer the phone, you thought something was wrong? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, she's not answering the house phone. She's not answering the camp phone. I could have taken a 10-minute drive, but I just knew what I was going to find. Um, so, anyway, um, my stepdad went home, and I get a call from my little sister's dad. And I didn't get calls from him. So I answered the phone. He's like, hey. I'm like, hey, my mom's dead, isn't she? And he was like, yeah, she is. So, I mean, like right away, I knew that she she had begun drinking again. My mom and I were really close. She was my best friend. So it, it all came out because she was like by the pool. There were, there were no kids there for camp. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, she was, she was like. Come up, have dinner, let's go swimming, you know, camp doesn't start for a few days or something like that. Right. Yeah, there was a, there was a cocktail Hmm. right next to her and she was lying by the side of the pool. No, I'm sorry. Do, do, do you have any impacts from her drinking in, on your life? I, do you have, are are you, are you a drinker or do you you like, Mm -hmm. like stay away from it on purpose or can you can you connect any of that stuff? Oh, absolutely. So for I'd say like three years after um she died, I would not I just wouldn't touch it. Would not touch the stuff. I partied in high school and like I thought my mom was so cool, you know, like right. my mom would like buy us alcohol, like, oh my gosh, my mom's so cool. And then after the fact, I was like, no, your mom's an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, there's been times in my life where I've thought, 
do you have a problem? What what made you what made you question yourself? Mm-hmm. It's it's the amount that I was drinking in a in one day. It just in that particular day. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But then like the day before that and the day after, I was like not mm-hmm. at all drinking. Yeah. So, yeah, I've always in the back of my head, I've just been like concerned sure. about that. No, I, I, I would, I would understand. You are at a point in your life you don't, you don't think you have trouble like a, a problem with alcohol like your mom did. Right. Mm. Nope. I okay. Don't. Okay. How did drinking at an earlier age in school impact your diabetes, or did it not because you were just because of the management style. Yeah. I didn't really manage my diabetes like for a long time. Okay. I didn't I no, I didn't pay attention to it. I I didn't care about it. Mm-hmm. Nobody was tracking it. Not like from a parental aspect. Not real. Yeah. Yeah, my mom was, yeah. Like, you know, <clears throat> back in the day, you've got this log book and you you write down what your blood sugar was and, you know, every, you know, like bolusing has been around forever. Mm-hmm. And but but me personally, I didn't um okay. You you remember how I said that my mom was my best friend? Yeah. <clears throat> my mom was more my friend than my parent. Okay. So, so now- when I went to live with my mom, I really didn't have a whole lot of like parental I didn't have parental guidance anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I, I'm getting that. Okay, so and the, and yeah. did you have a doctor that was helping you, or was there were you just kind of on your own and you and and not caring about it? So when I I I did um I had this doctor who gave me the heebie-jeebies. This doctor freaked me out, but but my dad was just always like, he's the best. He's the best. He's the best pediatric. Okay, fine. And so I saw him for, I mean, years from, he's not the doctor who diagnosed me, but I saw him, yeah, for years. Like, even when I went to live with my mom, I continued to see him. Um, <clears throat> my A1Cs were high. Okay. My, my whole life. Right. Unt- until I like took it seriously and we can, you know, we'll probably get to that. But uh, yeah, I'm a rambler. Can, <laughs> can you do, tell? You're doing, I get listen, off track. You're doing fine. I have a question. <laughs> I have a question though. Um, okay. Your A1Cs were high. What does that mean? Can you put a number to it? Were they being tested or you just assume they were high? Oh, no, they were being tested because I, I was going and seeing this, this endocrinologist who gave me the heebie-jeebies my whole life, but was the best. So I continued to see him. He would like, would like smack my butt because he would be like, "What? You know, you can you can give you can give shots right here in the you know in the tushy," and he would like grab my butt and like say, "Like you can you, right here, like in the tushy." How you old know? were you? Like, How old were you when that was happening? It was my whole life. He did that my whole life. I'm I'm like this. This dude creeps me out, y'all. Was he your creeps me the freak out? Was your dad in the room when that was happening? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no one never said, hey, "Don't slap my daughter on the butt." No. No. Uh-uh, no. No. Never. <laughs> Just no. He's the best. We need to keep going to him. He's the best. He's the best. <laughs> he's the best. Oh my God. I'm like, what the? Hell? Oh this yeah. Guy okay. Smacks and pinches my butt. Anyway. Okay. So um. Like in the teens, man. Like when you were my you were A1, older my, and younger, and 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 your A one C was in the teens the whole time. Yeah. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
like it was bad. No kidding. It was bad. That's Real bad. Which is which again is why I'm like, why does this guy have custody of me? <laughs> right. Well, yeah, it's possibly just pimping you out to the doctor. It's very strange. Right. The whole thing is really bizarre. You yeah. You are a half an hour into this. And if you told me right now I'm making all this up, I'd be like, oh, that makes me feel better. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. Okay. I'm not. It's horrible. I mean, really hard to put into words. And and yeah. and then when you're you're actually on your own when your mom passes. You were married at 20? Uh, okay. So <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth, okay, go ahead. I um I was married twice. Uh Wait, by the time was, you were 20? That was my second marriage. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? How old were you when you got married the first time? 18. How long did that last? I guess I should ask. Mm, not long. Not long. Mm-hmm. Months? No. Nope. Can we measure it this, in months or this, a year? The second one didn't last long either. No, I don't imagine. Um, no. Why were you marrying guys? So, you know. I mean, I do know, but I'm waiting to hear if you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. I know. I know now. Yeah. I know now. Right. I wanted a a man to love me. Yeah. No kidding. That's I'm sorry you found yourself in that situation. Yeah, it sucked. When, um, when did you figure out not to do that? How old were you? Oh my gosh. Uh, Are you going to say 37 and you're 36 right now? No. <laughs> no? Okay. No. Okay. Because my husband now mm-hmm. and I have been married for almost two years. Oh, good for you. Yeah. yeah. Finally. He's your seventh husband? No, third. <laughs> I'm just teasing third you. Third time's a charm. Yeah, I was just teasing you. <laughs> so you you were married at 18, married at 20, and then not married again till 34. Correct. Did yes. you feel unloved in between those times? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I was just like defective. Mm-hmm. I I thought like I'm never gonna find someone. I can't. I can't do this relationship thing. Like I'm just, I'm not. Yeah. I, I just was like, Nope, it's never going to happen. I'm just going to be, I'm just going to be single forever. But that leave, was there a hole there? Like I'm assuming you felt, I mean, I'm assuming you felt abandoned by your mom's death and by your dad's lack of desire to be valuable to you. So do you feel like, do you feel that that hole that entire time, or do you find other ways to 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 make that go away? So I filled that hole with music, really. No kidding. How so? Playing it, listening to it, listening, okay. listening. Yeah, I have a guitar, but I need to play it more. I I'm not great at it. Um, my, actually my husband got me it for Christmas last year. Nice. Yeah. I just need to play it more. Do you ever, um, but did you ever try a therapist or talking to someone outside of your life? Yeah. Yeah. I've gone through a lot of therapy. Actually, actually my mom, um, like when I went to live with my mom, she had like this checklist of things because she like knew that I had not been taken care of. Like, went to the podiatrist. We went to the ophthalmologist. We got me in therapy. So, yeah, she had this whole entire list. But she did it in little bits because she didn't want to overwhelm me. Right. She just knew that I had not been taken care of. So, she she did what she could in the little amount that, that she had. Mm-hmm. Um, to try to, you know, get you into a better situation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It sounds like she was dealing with her own stuff too. So yes, um, yes, she was. That's difficult. Do you have any kids by any chance? I do. Yep. Yeah. I have um, a twelve-year-old child, Addison, and the reason I say child is Addison is non-binary, mm-hmm. and um. I'm like, we're pretty open about it. Um, okay. Yeah. Did you, did you have, did you have Addison 
with your second marriage? <laughs> After that. Yeah. All right, Elizabeth. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hold on. Oh, Elizabeth, you were a, I, you were a party there for a while, huh? <laughs> actually, you know what? Yeah. Uh, in high school, um, there were two Liz's, and we we were really good friends. And um, my nickname was Liz Party. Actually. Yeah. I was trying to be jovial, but I didn't know I would hit on a, th- on, a on a fact. Sorry. Um. Yeah, no fact. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just I was searching. I was searching for just I just wanted to be loved. Mm-hmm. And I was searching for it. And finally, when when you know, in my 30s, finally. I found it. Yeah. No, I was um I was not married to Addison's biological father. Mm-hmm. Thank God, because he is just a POS. Do you find that you were I mean, I guess this is probably just something people say at this point, but I want to see if it was true for you. Did you look for men that inevitably were going to hurt you? Not intentional. No, I don't imagine it was intentional. But do you think it was? Mm-hmm. Ha- do you think it was happening? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yep. How do you break that cycle? I didn't. I didn't break that cycle. I met my husband, and he was just so freaking sweet and good to me. Yeah. He broke the cycle. You got lucky. Yeah, no I did. I got really lucky. Let me ask you, like, think of the, I don't know, the guy before your husband. Still, still, okay. still a bad, like, still not good for you. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you really did trip on this guy by mistake. Yeah. Uh-huh. How did that happen? How did that happen? Did you change the people you were hanging out with? Did you find yourself somewhere you usually weren't? Do you know? Can you think back to how you met him? Oh, yeah. I I know how we met. It's it's very interesting. Um, So... Myself and three other ladies, Mm -hmm. we created this singles group on Facebook Okay, years ago. And each of us eventually left it. Um, But the way that it would work is when, when you would leave, you would pass your baton. You would pass your administrator baton to someone that you thought could continue to run it well. Mm -hmm. And um, so I rejoined it years later and I was super happy to see it like still going strong. And I wasn't looking for anything really. I just was like bored. And that's, that's where we met was in this Facebook singles group that myself and three other women had created years ago, it was still going strong. And that's, yeah, that's, that's where we met. Okay. Um, Good for you. That's really, yeah. that's really love. It's a, a lovely thing. Uh, I, I know. Mean, you kinda, well, yeah. So you did make it for yourself, really. You made the group and you found some more clunkers, but then you found your husband and, and now you're happy. Yeah. Good for you. Yep. And you're young too, Thanks. because it's a long story. And it feels like, like, I mean, honestly, if you told me this story and then told me you were 55, I'd be like, oh, this makes sense. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm. like there's a lot's mm-hmm. happened here, right? It could fill a, a full life, but you're not really, I mean, you're not really started yet, you know? It's yeah. hard to think of when you're 36. I'm sure you're like, you know, I'm old, trust me. But, um, but you're not, yeah. you're, you know what I mean? You're not, you have a lot of life left. You met somebody, mm-hmm. you've got a child, you know, um, I'm assuming you love and, and, uh, I do. Yeah, see, there we go. They have a child you love and you have, um, a lot of time left with them, with a new family and you'll be young when your, your child moves on, you know, to college as well or, or into the world, wherever they end up. I mean, that's yeah. only six years from now. You'll only be 42 when that happens. Yep. You're getting a chance, you know, it's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah, it really is. Do you feel that? Do you feel like there's been a big shift in your life? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Do you wonder, do you ever wonder who you'd be if you didn't get saddled with, I don't want to speak ill of your parents, but I mean, I don't see how I couldn't. Like if you didn't get, if you didn't get saddled with two people who were on that level parenting, do you ever wonder what would have happened to you? Oh my gosh. 
I I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't because with without all of it, without all of the bad, mm-hmm. I would not be who I am. Oh, that's a really great answer. You are happy with who you are. I am. Good. Yes. That's very. That's very good. Uh, all right. So when did you figure out to take care of your diabetes? When I found out that I was going to be a parent. Oh, the old pregnant thing made you do it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. The yep. pregnancy made me do it. Exactly. <laughs> yep. I was 23 and I was like, okay, well, we have got to make some serious changes. No, no more of this partying crap. We, we need to get it together, dude. So, yeah, I so you sh- began you, taking it seriously. Yeah, you shut down the party and you paid attention to your diabetes as well? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, the party, I'm sorry, was the party drinking or was it drugs too? Uh, drinking and marijuana. Okay. And then um, the diabetes thing though, you're 23, you've had diabetes your whole life. You're not managing it in any way. So how do you begin to learn what to do? Like, did you always know when you just weren't doing it or did you have to learn from scratch? Yeah. No, I always knew and I just wasn't doing it. Okay. Can I ask what you thought was going to happen when you weren't when you weren't taking care of yourself? Did you just think it was going to magically be okay or did you think it'll be bad but that's in the future? I I didn't I didn't care. I just was like Addison gave me something to live for. I understand. I was just surviving. Yeah. No, I understand. Well, that's um, lovely. Do, do you ever, I mean, Addison's a little young for you to put that on. Do you think you'll ever share that with them at some point or have you? I'm Addison and I have a pretty honest relationship. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I haven't said those words yeah. to Addison. Maybe as an adult, but, you know, like when, yeah. once it's not mm-hmm. a burden. Um, and that, and it doesn't feel like a responsibility. It might be nice. Yeah. To, it might be nice to know that as an adult, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, uh-huh. Yeah. I, I mean, I can see why you wouldn't say now, but yeah, 10 years from now, something like that, it might be a nice thing to know. Anyway, it's up to you, obviously. Uh, but, yeah. but so, okay. Mm-hmm. So baby's coming. I got to do something. You just start taking your insulin the way you're supposed to. I mean, are you supposed yeah. to be carb counting by then? 2000 right you should be right yeah you're not right you're not still mm-hmm. doing the regular mph since you're 15 so so what were you doing just shooting your basil and not bolusing for meals or how were you handling food before you pulled it together yeah so yeah i would you know bolus and then i would i or i i basil and then i'd bolus when my blood sugar got high mm-hmm Okay. I would be like, oh, my blood sugar's high. I'm going to take insulin to bring this down. And you're high because you feel high or you're high because you're testing and you know you're high? I would feel high and then I would test and confirm that I was high and take the, the proper amount of insulin for it. And when we, I ran high a lot. Yeah. When we say high, high enough for you to go, okay, I guess I'll give myself some insulin. 300? Yeah. More? Three. Yeah. 300. Okay. Yeah. And so you started feeling sluggish and nauseous or however it made you feel. And that made you Mm -hmm. think, all right, I'll pay attention to this. So then how do you, I mean, I assume that you go to an OB. I'm assuming the OB gives you the big talk, right? You have type 1 diabetes. This baby's not going to come to term if you don't, like, you probably got the the full court press from them, right? No. No? Does anyone try to help you, Elizabeth? (laughs) No, they don't. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Um, The OB I went to, which... This is something I regret. I wish I had done more research and chosen a better OB. Mm-hmm. The OB I went to, I was his first high-risk patient. Well, listen, your bar is set pretty low. If he doesn't grab your ass, you're pretty much like, this guy's all right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, he's not He's not pinching my butt. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Look, I've really upgraded <laughs> I just, I don't even mean to, I mean, obviously that's horrible. I'm not laughing at this. I'm laughing at yours, that you keep finding yourself in these situations, you know? Um, But yeah, I get, but but serious, being serious, like you, you had a fairly low bar. Like it might not have been a conscious Mm -hmm. thought, 
But I'll tell you what, when you go in there and you don't get manhandled, I bet you're like, this is better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Sad, but I bet you it was true. So, yeah, right, it was. So, you get a doctor who's never handled a high risk pregnancy before. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. you're on your own to figure this out. So, how do how in the hell do you figure it out? A lot, a lot of reading, you know, a lot on the internet, and a lot of just remembering what I already knew. Mm-hmm. I knew it. I knew how to do this. I just had to put it into practice. Wow. Well, that's great. And you got it done, a bit healthy pregnancy? Yes. Okay. Addison is is very healthy. Um, actually, this kind of leads into the familial hypercholesterolemia. How? There are a couple of genes that I have passed on to Addison. We've done genetic testing to find this out. I have passed down this gene and um, they also have this familial hypercholesterolemia. It comes from my dad's side. It came from my grandma to my dad, from my dad to um, myself, and then um, three more of his children. There's one of his children that does not have this, did not get the gene. Also, another gene that I didn't even know I had until last week actually causes um, but basically epilepsy. Addison was diagnosed with epilepsy oh. last January. So so Addison is, you know, has their own struggles, um, epilepsy and familial hypercholesterolemia. I swear to God, what a word, hypercholesterolemia. How, what what are the impacts of that on your, seriously, couldn't you have even gotten like a, like an easy to pronounce thing? <laughs> like, but but um, what's the implications? You take a medication, do you have to eat a certain way? Mm-hmm. Like what, what's the management of it like? Right, right, yeah. So I have been taking um, statins since I was 11. Mm-hmm. Um, statins are the kind of, that's what they've used for years yeah, yeah, to yeah. lower cholesterol. And then I began taking something called ezetimibe. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the generic. The brand name was called Zetia uh, like a year and a half ago. And then last year, um, I'm going to ask my husband. Was it last year I tried to, started taking Ripatha? Was it here in Colorado or was it in Utah? Okay. Um, last year I started taking Ripatha. Okay. It's it's injectable. It's it's um, called a K nine inhibitor. Okay. And the the K nine, well PK nine, I think is what it's called. Actually, that is what my gene, this gene that's mutated, mm-hmm. is not stopping. And so this PK nine inhibitor that I inject that was a game changer. No kidding. It impacted your your cholesterol the way you were hoping. Oh my gosh, so much. How about that? So much. Yeah. So this is like is this like a monoclonal antibody kind of a situation? What is this? I try to figure it out. And and because Listen, I mean, Liz, I don't want to be a bummer, right? But you didn't manage your diabetes for 20 years, and mm-hmm. you have a thing that gives people heart attacks before they're 50. That's a bad combination. It's a very bad combination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, um, it is. So this is exciting for you to find something that works like yeah. this. Yeah, it was so exciting. Yeah. When I um, went and got a, a lipid panel done after taking Repatha, and my LDL cholesterol was 48. I was shocked and delighted. People without FH, that's what, that's easier than whatever familial hypercholesterolemia, just FH. People without this, they don't even have LDL cholesterol of 48. Wow. I was like, oh my gosh, this yeah. is amazing. Uh, l- listen, a little Googling. Repatha is a human monoclonal antibody against the PCSK9 protein as potent cholesterol lowering therapy. 
I'm just impressed that I knew it was a monoclonal antibody. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah good that's job. All. I'm learning stuff while I make the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. I'm hoping everyone else is too. But well, so that's super exciting. And is um, is Addison using it as well? No. Too young? Um, Addison, right. Yeah. Addison is taking a statin and ezetimibe, not taking any injectable right now. Addison's terrified of needles and yeah. Mm-hmm. Only 12. Oh, but you would prefer using the injectable, but it's the needle phobia that's stopping you? It's the, so Addison's just not old enough for it just yet. Just not old enough. Do you think that eventually? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I really don't care that much that, like, you're afraid of needles. Yeah. Um, No, I'm going to inject you with this because it's going <laughs> to save your heart. Here I come. Do, do you have, um? have you ever... Had Addison checked for type one diabetes markers? Yes. Mm-hmm. Any and there, work? there are none. Oh, that's good news. I'm glad. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's great. I'll tell you what. Another thing I'm proud of is I have been talking around using a pronoun for the last ten minutes. So I'm doing an amazing job at it. You uh, are doing great. It's really, it's a muscle. Like you have to work it a little bit. But I yep. really did. I I can find my path through the sentence without it being choppy or awkward. Uh-huh. Like you'll have to listen back if you want proof of it. But yeah, like because I don't know what the right thing to do. And instead of confusing myself by like fumbling over the right thing to do, I'm finding a way to talk without the without he, him, she, her. Yeah. And I'm doing it. Oh, anyway, yeah. that's all. How 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 was that for you? Like when does Addison come to you and say, I'm non-binary? Well, Addison. Actually, um, Addison came out to my husband first. Okay. My husband and Addison have a really awesome relationship. Nice. Um, yeah. that's That was like number one for me. Mm-hmm. My kid has to like you. If my kid doesn't like you, get out. Yeah. They sent Brad a, like a meme saying um, that they were a lesbian at first. Okay. And it's it's it changed a couple times. But Addison has finally found their identity. And I I have told Addison before they could even understand what it meant that whoever they were, whoever they loved, as long as Addison and whoever they were with treated each other well, yeah. I I loved him. Well, I just they, had to imagine. Yeah, I just had to imagine after the upbringing you had and your experience, you're going to be the last person to judge somebody. Uh-huh. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that that just seemed obvious to me. Um, okay. So uh, I want to make sure that we've talked about everything that you want to because I have kind of a hard out at one hour today and I apologize. Um, no, that's I've, okay. I have a meeting coming up for my mom's health. I have to get on a phone call. Okay. So I l- let me just ask you, like, is there anything we haven't talked about that you wanted to? Well, last thing um, is my my dad. Um, I'll, I'll make this quick. No, I don't. Mean, you, you don't have to make you? it quick. But just okay. I just want to make sure we're moving in the okay. direction of wrapping up. That's all. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, my dad. When when I was a kid, I remember um, seeing my dad with these big scars up his arms, up the back of his legs, mm-hmm. down his chest. He had a a quadruple bypass surgery. He had two heart attacks that I know of. He passed away, um, let's see, seven? No, I was 24, like four years after my mom passed away. And he died of a heart attack. And... Like I had already started managing my diabetes mm-hmm. and I was like, uh-uh, that is not going to be me. Yeah. I am not going to be a statistic. This is not going to get me. And so I started talking to my cardiologist about like, okay, this thing has haunted and taken members of my family for decades. Yeah. What? I, I want to know. I want to know the root. I want to know where it comes from. Yeah. And so when this genetic testing 
started, he was like, Hey, I want to, I want to talk to you about something. Mm -hmm. And I was like, heck yeah, let's do that. Good for you. Things. And that is how we found out this little tiny gene that chills on the end of the liver is what has caused this. Hmm. And, and it got your dad, the FH got your father. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Look at you. You, you, I have to say in, in a number of ways, you know, people always talk about like breaking a cycle, but in a number of different ways, you've accomplished that with very little help from other people. It's very cool. No, it's very, very cool. Um, a lot of people would have given up, you know, like honestly. Yeah, I bet you did. Um, mm-hmm. it, do you know what stopped you from giving up? Seeing my mom not give up. Just wanting yeah. to fight. Because, you know, your notes, it's funny. Your story is not captured in the notes that you sent me. But Oh, yeah? But not, yeah, but, but which is fine. But my wife asked mm-hmm. me last night. She's like, who are you interviewing tomorrow? I said, a woman named Elizabeth. She said, what does she want to talk about? And I opened up your note and I thought, and I, I read it and I said, I think she just wants to tell me she's a survivor. And that's what I took oh. from what you wrote. Like, I, I, like, not that you said that, mm-hmm. under, understand. But when I read what you wrote, I thought, this is a person who's been through a lot. I'm going to learn about what they've been through. And I think they want to leave me with the idea that they, that they fought, fought a big foe and they won. And, mm. and that's all I said. So I, does that resonate with you at all? Or was that just Oh, me? yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it's hard not to after hearing the story. Honestly. Thank you. I mean, geez. You could have, like, I, I mean, there had to have been a moment you just, you, you must have gone to a bathroom once and shut a door and been like, what is happening? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> what did I do? Holy fuck. Is no one going to step up? <laughs> like, I'm going to do this myself, I guess. Like, oh, my. I mean, you're like, really, like, because of your, like you said earlier, like, you feel like you're a little all over the place. Do you have ADHD or are you just a little all over the place? I'm a little all over the place. It's fine. It's not a big deal, by the way. But because that's your style of talking, your your story comes out in, like, chunks. And, and inst- like, some people's stories come out very smoothly and they almost feel like, I don't know, like you're spreading warm butter you know Mm -hmm. but but yours came out more like the butter was out of the refrigerator and we were having to get it soft to put it on which is fine like which is absolutely fine but because of that it sticks in my head now an hour later in chunks like uh my 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 parents split up i ended up with my dad which right away made me think something's wrong like moms don't lose their kids like that Mm -hmm. you know and then you're like i don't really know why we're not together which then told me you're not judging your mom's situation and then you, because it would be easy to say I wasn't with my mom because she was an alcoholic and that's how my dad was able to get me, mm-hmm. you know, get, but you didn't see it that way. And then yeah. you start telling her story, but you tell her story without judging her. And then she dies. And I'm like, holy hell. Like, I already thought you had enough. Like, I thought, all right, she'll grow up with an alcoholic mom. That'll be tough. No, no, no. Mom's dead. Mom's not just dead. I'm married already. I'm not just married. I'm married for a second time already. And as you kept laying it on, I was like, where's the part where she walks into traffic or tries heroin? Like, like, and, and yet that part never came up in the story. You just kept going and then you get pregnant and you're like, God damn it. I'm going to fix this. And then you yeah. did. It's insane. Like, and I'm just saying good for you. I, I'm at a loss for words for what to say. Like, they should put a statue of you up in front of something. <laughs> like, like, seriously. No, like, like I'm from Philly. They should take that Rocky statue down and put a, put one of you up there. Like, this is just, <laughs> like, you have more than your fair share. And now I'm really left as I go back over it again, wanting to say again how cool it is that you're only 36. Like, it feels to me... Elizabeth, I've interviewed really older, like people who are older, like I told you, 60s, 70s. Mm-hmm. I, I think I interviewed a woman around her 100th birthday once. And, wow. um, and but, but one thing I want to share with you, and then I'll let you say whatever you want to say before we go, but I want to share this okay. thing with you. I've learned a thing I think is going to help you. When you talk to people in their 60s and they refer back to times in their life, it feels like they're talking about someone else. Or like they've had three lives. And so mm-hmm. right now, this probably all feels still very like part of like your current story. But there'll be a day where you'll sit down and tell somebody, you know, I got married when I was 18 and when I was 20. 
and it will seem like it was someone else. And it won't be a part of your current narrative. It'll just be like what made you you, but it won't, uh-huh. but it won't be this fresh. Not that you seem burdened by it, because you by the way, mm-hmm. oddly, Elizabeth, do not seem burdened by any of this. I'm assuming you smoke a lot of weed. But um <laughs> but um but we do live in Colorado. So. I I heard that part. I was like, <laughs> there's definitely like a mighty X in Elizabeth's house, is what I was thinking. <laughs> Um, uh, or a vaporizer of any kind. I didn't mean to just pick one. <laughs> no, you're good. Okay. You're good. And so, um, but, but I mean, I really think I, I found myself thinking that so many times while like a, a 65 year old woman tells me a story of she lived an entire life with a man, like a, like a 20 year mm-hmm. life. They raised children and then he passed and she met someone else and, and lived an entire another life. Like it, it just, that's going to happen to you one day. Like you're gonna look back on that and not it's not gonna feel the way it feels now. And uh I'm excited. Like I will be dead by then, Elizabeth, because I'm much older than you. If by some chance I have a podcast twenty years from now, I want you to find me because I'll interview you okay. again for sure. Seriously. Okay. Really. Sounds what good. a wonderful story. Do you have anything you want to end with? So last thing, the reason that my dad was so set on me being there is I was literally money in the bank. He went on medical retirement, Mm -hmm. and so he got a social security check for himself, a spouse if he had one, and any child under the age of 18. Oh, cha-ching. I see. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I I think that's – I feel that's a big reason why he fought so hard for me to live there because I was literally – Money in the money bank. in the bank. Yeah. Well, listen. Yeah. He it jokes on him because he ends up giving you the best gift of all by dying. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, you very much. You looked at that situation. and You thought, I got to get out of this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if he lives on forever, you don't get pressured like that about your heart. Yeah. Well, I'm. So, I mean, listen. It sounded callous, but you know, it, it just it it just kind of is what it is. And you don't seem like the person who cares. Um, I don't. I have one last question out of left field, maybe a little. But do you have any, I mean, you're married, right? Mm -hmm. Your husband walks through the kitchen and slaps you on the butt. Does it make you feel weird? No, not at all. You're okay. Yeah. Yep. That's all. I was just wondering, like, not, by the way, if I had $50 and you made me bet on the answer to that question, I would have said Elizabeth's okay with this. But I was just wondering if it was something that lingered with you. No. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Interesting. Nope. Not the worst thing that's ever happened to you, so it didn't really stick with you. That no, much. it's not. Yeah. yeah. See? So it's, it's just a weird thing that God, that doctor's so freaking weird. There's 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 another odd thing you'd never say. Your life was so messed up that a handsy doctor as a child, <laughs> you're like, no big deal. I could handle that. Eh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. We're gonna just have to let that go because I got bigger <laughs> problems. Holy yeah. shit. Elizabeth, you somehow are my favorite interview I've done in like a month. <laughs> so thank you so Aww, much. Oh, cool, no, cool. Really, really, really wonderful. Oh, my God. Thank All you. right. Well, I wish I smoked weed because I could ask you if those little vaporizers are really the way to go, but I would have no context for it. So I'm just going to say goodbye and ask you to hold on for a second. Okay. Thanks. All right. Hey, a big thank you to Elizabeth for coming on the show and sharing that story with us. Really incredible. Um, That's pretty much it. There's no ads, but there's a little bit at the end here with me and Elizabeth that will explain. Sorry, I needed a drink uh, that will explain the title. I think we'll see what happens. We'll see if you get it. Don't forget the Diabetes Pro Tip series has been remastered. It runs between episode 1000 and 1026, and there's a very special offer in one of the ads that you'll find within the series. You should check it out. Don't forget to check out the private Facebook group, Juice Box Podcast Type 1 Diabetes. There are now over 42,000 active members, and there's a conversation happening right now that I guarantee you would enjoy. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back soon with another episode of the Juice Box Podcast. You introduce yourself, keep it kind of brief, and then we'll start talking. All right. Sounds good. Excuse me. I apologize. I'm going to turn my head. <clears throat> All right. Um, in fairness to me, you burped in my ear before your microphone came on.
Oh. Where there was a really weird sound that happened, one or the other. I was like. I I may have coughed. coughed. I probably coughed. (laughs) I'm sorry. No, don't be sorry. It was hilarious because it came. Because here's what happened before we start recording. It came on and I have, I mean, I've done this close to a thousand times. Mm -hmm. This is the first time I've thought this one could be like someone with me. (laughs) What? Because your name's Elizabeth. Oh, so, oh, 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 oh. So I thought it. maybe maybe this is going to be the time, you know? And and so I started the recording right away because I was like, well, if somebody fucks with me, I want I definitely want to record it. And so um so I can so I can let people hear it. And then the the audio comes up and I hear uh, And I'm like, that's it. This is the time. Like someone's going to belch for an hour into the microphone under the guides of them being Liz Taylor and I'm like I'm I'm up for this like I'm going to sit here for an hour and let them do it you know Oh my gosh So then when you said no. hello I was almost disappointed Oh I'm sorry <laughs> I was almost like it's a real person damn it Yep uh, anyway yep. sorry real person Anyway I don't that- have I don't have purple eyes and I don't have a bunch of diamonds either <laughs> I'm really going to burst your bubble. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, go ahead and introduce <laughs> yourself. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. Uh... When you support the Juicebox podcast by clicking on the advertiser's links, you are helping to keep the show free and plentiful. I am certainly not asking you to buy something that you don't want. But if you're going to buy something or use a device from one of the advertisers, getting your purchases set up through my links is incredibly helpful. So if you have the desire or the need, please consider using Juicebox podcast links to make your purchases.